Hello everyone, welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions. With Ian and Tyler, you are listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing tonight, Tyler? Better now. As always, that's what I like to hear. 10pm on a Thursday, there's no place I'd rather be. Absolutely not. It's gorgeous here. The crickets are chirping outside, probably can't hear it. The sounds of the forest are soothing. I'm enjoying myself right now. I'm sitting here in my uh, comfy blue chair in my adidas track pants and i'm vibing hell yeah all right hopefully you guys are vibing just as much as we are today very excited to talk about this one uh recurring uh recurring artists on the show we are reviewing the new oliver tree album ugly is beautiful now this has been a long time in the making it's been a long time in construction so to speak he's released i believe I don't, I don't even know how many singles, it's too many singles to count, and then two EPs in the release of this album, there were some weird things going on with his record label, you can watch what he has to say in interviews and such about that, but his record label was forcing him to do some weird things in the rollout of this album, and he was, he's was he been meaning to release it, so he says anyway, keep in mind that Oliver Tree is a character that this guy's made, I'm doubtful that his real name is Oliver Tree, so... This is coming from the guy who's basically a cartoon character come to life, but he has said that the rollout of this album has been less than desirable, and that this album should have come out year, year and a half ago at this point. We reviewed his... What was that? That Was that EP called Introspective? What? Do you oh, that me? was the Do You Feel Me EP. Okay, the Introspective was on it. Okay. Uh, we've been getting tastes of what's on this record. For a long, 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 long time. A long time. So, I was excited to get my hands on it, needless to say. We didn't even think that this album was going to come out. Um, but we, lo and behold, we found out that that was, again, just for the clout. N- not going to release it out of my ass. Hell yeah, he's going to put that thing out. We also can talk about conspiracy theories that we have and such later. But, needless to say, Tyler and I, both fans of this dude... Uh, both very excited uh, for this album to come out. I listened to it. I can't remember. Was it the night over the night after? It was one or the one or the other. And I listened to it all the way through, and I was like, "Huh? Well, that's where he went with it." A little bit of information on Oliver Tree, I guess. His name is Oliver Tree Nickel. Nickel? 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 It's, uh, it's spelled nickel, but with two L's at the end. And he is an American singer, songwriter, producer, rapper, comedian, it says, and filmmaker from Santa Cruz. And he signed to Atlanta Records in 2017 after his song When I'm Down became popular. And after that, of course, you had the explosion of Alien Boy, that song, which, honestly, not that bad at all alien boy is a good song so and he's been releasing as we said material up to the release of this album this is his first debut or his not his first debut album it's his debut album (laughs) i mean i guess that's it like there's there's not he hasn't been around for especially in the grander scheme of things he hasn't been around for too long Um, and his public image is fucking nuts it's really hard to read the guy and that's Coming from both of us, like that's a that's a testament from both of us. He's, so. a, he's a hard book to read, and yeah. I just wanted to say with the rollout, basically his album, not his album, his label required him to have one million followers before he was allowed to put out the album. When he got to one million and went back to the label, they required him two million now. So he had to get to two million followers 
following his fall tour last year, and then he was allowed to put out the album. Then they made him put out an Instagram promotional, and he needed he needed I think fifty thousand comments, and then he could put out the album. And then two hundred fifty thousand comments, five hundred thousand, and then a million. And he didn't repost the picture; he just kept changing the caption. And I'm sure that none of this is him behind the scenes. And it was the rollout. It was. Somebody had captured Oliver Tree. If you want the album, then we need this many comments. And okay, we got to that many comments, and then they put out the picture of the, the they put out the album art, the cover art. It was this great and then, facade. And the then if we get time. to if we get to five hundred thousand comments on that post, then you'll get the track list. And then if you get to a million, you get this, and then two million you get you get the the full album. And that eventually ended up being set on a on a date and that date ended up being pushed back due to covid and then the riots so this has been being pushed back since it was actually like since a, it's a potential thing yeah since it was like all right this this thing is actually probably written and then it just kept getting delayed but it did come out and we, we are very excited to talk about it because th- this is like this is like a a a conversationalist dream to talk about. There's so much to cover. In, it's like it's in like this. watching a real life comic book unfold on social media in music form. Yeah, this is our dream. This is it's this really is real kind life. of funny. It's really cool. It's whack. Let's just uh, let me just put it out there that the promotional thing and his whole shtick is absolutely genius. The way that he markets himself and puts everything up. This whole show um, is a an absolute stroke of wonder coming out of this guy's head for like he has built himself a cult cult following and he's deserved it he's put in the work it looks like so i guess it's so damn entertaining yeah it's so entertaining even watching him being interviewed by other people is all a joke to him it's so funny to watch and his character is the biggest asshole ever he's such a dick it's it's so funny. I don't know. There's something to me about crude asshole humor. It's just, it gets me. It's so funny to me. The same feeling I get watching Jackass. It's just funny. So It's pretty fucking hilarious. Can't, can't help it there. Yeah. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but if you sprinkle in some good music along with all of this, it's, it, it's, it's a joyride. Basically eating mushrooms. Like, this is what, it, this is a fever dream is what it is. I guess without further ado, we can talk about the music, right? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so looking at the track list, it's 14 songs, something like, what, 39 minutes? It's pretty short. It's a pretty digestible album. Um, even for it being 14 songs, I was surprised. Um, and let's not beat around the bush here. We got half of the album, almost literally half of the album from the singles, like from the rollout. It was fucking weird. And I was worried going in because everything was so all over the place. He's pulling from so many different places. I was like, 
what in the hell kind of experience is this gonna be? I also didn't like the single Let Me Down, like I really didn't like it going into this, so I was like, I was worried from just a uh, quality standpoint if it was gonna be a mixed bag. So it was just gonna be, it was gonna be up to the next like seven tracks that were released when the album actually came out. And um, ladies and gentlemen, we, we did it, like, I think for Oliver Tree being who he is, this is probably as good of an album as we could have hoped for, and I'm really happy to see some of the results here, because not only did I, I my worry was kind of like, it was kind of scaled up a little bit too much, I mean, I should have been thinking about, of course, some of the glorious singles that went into this, that were on this album, of course, Alien Boy, which was released three years ago at this point, shows up on this album. Still a good song, though. Not, not too, not too broken up about that. Um, Bury Me Alive is on this album. Incredible single. Sounds like the, it sounds like House of Pain recreated in 2020. It sounds like Jump Around, but for TikTok kids. It's kind of funny. And Hurt, I think, is probably like one of the coolest iterations of emo punk and like just emo rock and all that shit sort of readapted for again like tiktok kids and looking at this track list there's actually like even more it, it kind of sounds gimmicky in a way right um which in a way i'll give it that it, it is kind of gimmicky sometimes but looking at this track list there are actually some faithful interpretations of lots of like classic classic sounds across this album bury me alive being one of them uh i get major again house of pain fucking wu-tang i get i get some i get some of that influence in there as well as the very first track me myself and i major strokes like major automatica uh era strokes that i'm feeling there and not necessarily in the worst of ways either and again the the when it comes to hurt the the emo punk like almost Kind of like, this is a weird comparison to make, like, it's a weird comparison to strike, but when we listened to Fall Out Boy as kids, it kind of gave, gave me the same feeling as that, but this time with uh, a sub-bass and some fucking weirdo singing over top of it, and... Looking at this track list, I'm actually, there, there are far more hits than misses in this track list, which is fucking incredible. I'm not going to sit here either and tell you that this is a very cohesive lesson because it really isn't. This is a collection of tracks under the Oliver Tree moniker. You shouldn't go into it thinking he's playing with one sound because he's not. There are a couple of hip-hop songs on here that are literally just kind of hip-hop. Bury Me Alive, Jokes on You uh, would be that. And then again, there's that sh fucking Strokes era track. Well, actually, you know what? 1993... Featuring Little Ricky ZR3 would probably fit into that fucking hip-hop vein of things a little bit. And then there's kind of just some sort of straightforward alt-rock tracks. Me, Myself, and I, the very first track. Miracle Man, fifth track. Again, another single off of this album. I guess you could lump Jerk in there as well. Cash Machine. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of Cash Machine. Cash Machine feels like a second iteration of Hurt to me. Like, it was, it, it, it feels compositionally a lot like Hurt, so. And introspective, I guess, would be kind of more of a laid-back indie vibe. It's like, there, there are a lot of influences. There are a lot of them. And I even saw Apple Music at one point comparing him to acts like 21 Pilots, and I could kind of see where you could 
pull some comparisons, especially in terms of like maybe audience. I feel like he would appeal to the same kind of people. Uh, generally speaking, maybe not like the more occult members of 21 Pilots, but you know what I mean. Just people who are into kind of quirky shit, you know? I don't know. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Are you going to talk about this track by track? Are you going to talk about this? I don't really know how to approach this. Again, speaking more of an overall sense, everything is kind of like all over the place. Sometimes it's really not in a bad way. Even on a given track, it can be really all over the place. Let's take the second track. Uh, 1993. The first time this hit my eardrums, I was sitting there in my, I think it was in my car, and I was like, what in the fresh fuck is this? Like, I, I, it just, because it was, uh, the very first thing, like, in the first five seconds, this squawky synth line that goes off, um, and then immediately, like, seamlessly turns into this groovy-ass fucking bass line with these really, really tight drum hits and everything, and it's like, it makes for, like, whoa, what, what the hell just happened? This is not the direction, especially after track one, Me, Myself, and I, which, again, feels like an early 2000s fucking alt-rock song, an indie rock song, immediately coming to this, which is fucking major hip-hop inspired, especially with the beat, and then his vocals, which across this album usually have this distortion effect laid on top of them, which kind of gives them like more of a grimy feel, um, which I don't mind. It, they're kind of saturated. It's kind of, it's a little lo-fi in a way, which I appreciate. This song sort of has like a breakdown in the middle of it where it just kind of falls away into these really like kind of chimey c or keyboard lines, uh, which is kind of cool. But then again, it just goes back into that fucking ass knocker of a bass line and like it just it is we've said ass slapping here on sound audits multiple times but you know what we'll give you another ass slapping because this was uh, a certified ass slapper uh at least for me like it gets a certified ass slapping and i guess if we were gonna go on weird uh instrumental detours like that track did uh we could talk about waste my time which at the end has this orchestral piece which I'm gonna be honest with you, sounds heavenly. Like, it sounds really, really good. Uh, or, it, it's surprisingly well orchestrated. And I was really, like, surprised to see that. Really, really surprised. Uh, especially coming from Oliver Tree, who seems, uh, very on the surface and very on the nose with everything. Kind of a punk. Kind of the, paints himself as the bad guy or whatever. But, no, he kind of came through with something, like, a little more under the surface something that I really was not expecting. And I really appreciated that. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I actually, I'm, I'm doing a lot of the talking. I want to give you some airtime. No, that's okay. You covered many good points. Oliver's had problems in the past with just songwriting in general and the structuring and yeah, really, the structuring of his songs being extremely predictable. Basic. They, it's very straightforward. Very, yeah, straight, straightforward is an understatement. Straightforward to a fault. And sort of like that. To the point where it is so repetitive, you don't really want to return to it because it's, it's going to be stuck in your head for the rest of your week. And I don't think that that's really far from what he's going for. I can 100% understand where that fits in with the persona and everything i i get it but we kind of got away from that on a lot of these songs if you take 1993 for example 
this might be in one of the best two, three choruses that he's written. The chorus of this is so bouncy and fun and enjoyable and talking about how he's been shining since the 90s and mm-hmm. d- dude it, it's just it's not it's catchy but it's not boring and it's not repetitive and the way that the song goes out is fantastic Another thing that I thought was awesome on this is that he's had some really weird vocal inflections on the past. And we've gotten some of that, like the, the first 40 seconds of Alien Boy. And we've gotten that on, uh, tracks like Introspective, where he's really stretching his vocals thin. And not, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like he's really pushing himself. And he's done this before, but the, the, outro on um waste my time i I, it's not something that i thought he was capable of same thing on the closer which if we're going to talk about the closer for a second is hard knocking it grinds my gears in all of the best ways possible it's so loud for him it's so grungy and you have these like gun reloading sounds almost like a yeah it's so there's a little bit of ear candy thrown in here and there yeah too. it's so sick but and going back to just as as a whole a lot of this is grungy as shit it's so grimy and dirty and just saturated in loudness and Ca- I, case I, in point jerk i i would say yes and i can appreciate a lot of that but the the vocal inflections on a lot of the songs on waste my time he I, I you know I watch Fantano's uh when he he does these twitch streams where he he listens to um like a, a minute of a song or or each each song of the album before he reviews it now he does this at night the first time he hears the album and gives his honest reactions and everything he did not lo- like the vocals of it and I can in my head listening to this for the first time I can picture the weird way that he's shaping his mouth as he's making these words come out and it's so distinctly him and it it just works so well with everything if he had sung it normally it would have been so bland it would have been so boring so much of this is it's it's just oliver tree there there's nothing that i can it's really compare eccentric. there's nothing i can compare to the funky way he's shaping his mouth to make these sounds come out in weird ways the way he shapes his mouth all across this Dog, album is incredible. The way incredible. he shapes his mouth. That's, that's fucking common. Also, gold. we haven't really touched on his beats. The man can craft a half decent beat. And when I say half decent, I mean, he's, he's pretty good at putting shit together. I don't know how much he had to do in, you know, the way of producing, but I, think I assume he had. Stuff. A lot of stuff. And I, I went back and I looked through some of the names. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know that Marshmallow actually had a hand in a couple of tracks on this album. All right. So well. he was he was not he was not alone in everything. And I don't know how big the pieces were, but Bury Me Alive is such a curveball. And going back to the nineties, late eighties, nineties, uh throwback music, goddamn, going to the beats on jokes on you. I I can't really equate it to anything that I've listened to recently. It's it's so outlandish in the the best way possible. 
it's fantastic. I also felt the same way with Jerk. Just the momentum that these beats give that carries yeah. the song on, you kind of lose yourself in it. And um, these songs don't really break the three minute mark very often. Yeah, they're and very, they very tight. So quickly because they're just so entertaining and rich and filled to the brim with noise. Yeah. He can fill out space really well. Yeah. A lot the, of times. Yeah. Nine times so. Also, the chorus on Drake fucking smacks. Yeah. The chorus Don't is great. Because I never want to see you and I never want to meet you again. It is really, really, like, heartless yeah. almost. It and is like, he, he really fucking hates this dude. Whoever he's talking to. Some fucking high school bully. Who knows? It's Oliver Tree. And that's another thing. Some of the subject matter he touches on. Some of the subject matter that he touches on is like kind of, I mean, this album is called Ugly is Beautiful and maybe this is the overarching theme and the, like the, the through line. This is the thread that ties everything together, but everything is kind of about being an outsider, being the, the one who's kicked out of certain circles. And I think the theme of this album is saying that, Hey, that's okay. It's okay to be the weird kid. It's okay to be, uh, really outlandish sometimes, which Odd is his, out. his entire character. Which, you know what? That is not a bad thing to build up to, especially with the release of this album. Like, I, I wasn't expecting as much, uh, drama as this album gave me. And I wasn't expecting, like, just how full a lot of it felt, which I was really surprised. And I was, I, I, I was worried. I was, I had significant worries going into this, and they were all diminished greatly by the end of it. I was like, okay, I'm kind of happy with this. There was a large part of me going into this that was worried. He didn't really have much of a heart, at least in in a way that would be shown through his music. No, he's full of and heart. He not only is he full of heart, but he shows an incredible amount of emotion on this album. Mm -hmm. Going from the opener, going into the way he feels on jokes on you, kind of acknowledging that everything, you know, this is, this is all fake. Enjoy it anyway. Going into jerk, just a fuck you. And then hey, going, yes, going, finger. going into I'm gone where he, he's screaming his lungs out. Yeah, you can f almost feel, like, the force he's putting, like, into... I'm almost worried that he's gonna contract fucking asthma from this. Like, he's... If he doesn't have it already, like, he... Don't hurt your fucking lungs, dude. Like, that, that precious material there. This is also, like, not a note that I want to close out on, but something that I, I, I have to mention. Oliver Tree was born with the most inhuman, annoying voice that God ever crafted himself. It is yeah. really irritating. A lot of the times. And he has learned to sing to a point where not only is it tolerable, but I, I think it's pretty good. I think it's really good. Right. And when, he, when he pulls it off the right way and he adds inflections the right way and when he plays to his strengths and he does it right, I love it. When I'm gone, I, the first time that I listened to it, going, like going into it, the first few seconds, I was like, Oh, he's really going to be reaching here. Like this might be a little far. No, no, not a flawless fucking nailed it. Not, and I, I'm going to be going back to a lot of these. This was a fun. lot. This, this is this like is, one of the most instantaneous and fun albums of the year. I, I think this might be like the most fun album so far this year at, at, that we've talked about. This is possibly. This is this is fun as hell. I mean, 
Run the Jewels was super fun too, but this, this, is a sick, di- this is this is a different fun. Yeah, this, this is a different kind. This, this is, is kind like of a, a, this is a little more mindless. Like it, you can think about it if you want to, but if you want to like kind of just fucking feel it and vibe out and fucking headbang, that's like what this is. I feel like that's what this was meant for. There's almost a song for everyone too. If you were trying to explain Oliver Tree to someone and you're like, all right, well this person grew up when Beastie Boys were popular. You can play, you can get away with playing Bury Me Alive. You can get away with playing 1993. If you're playing to someone who's maybe a little more alternative, maybe a little bit of alt rock or some punk, you could probably get away with Me, Myself, and I, Hurt. If you're throw, if you, someone's weird as shit, play introspective. If they're introspective just, is gorgeous, actually. It, I think no, introspective is, is 100%. beautiful, especially with those plucky guitars. I love that song now. Like I, that song has grown on me exponentially from when I first heard it. I love that song. And if you're showing stuff to someone who's a little bit poppier and tastes a little bit of fruity, you got a multitude of tracks you can pick from here because from Cash Machine, Miracle Man, Hurt, you you got the whole nine. Let me down. There's there's things to pick from. Yeah. I'm sure you can find something for everyone here. Everyone at the dinner table can nibble a little Partake. bit. Yeah, it, it's fun. Yeah, I agree. I was generally happy with this album. Do we have anything else to say particularly? I feel like we covered everything pretty well. Yeah, I mean, as soon as we end, I'm going to think of something, but it's, it's fine. Probably. I mean, there are tracks that we haven't talked about, but like... A lot of these have been out for so long. Some there are people that have listened to him, and we like, reviewed like seven of these tracks already. already yeah. So, well, all right. That this album wasn't perfect. We can talk about why. Are we ready? Are we ready to just about get into it? So let's get into it. Okay, I'm gonna start with the obvious. Let Me Down is a shitty track. Not only is it a, is it a shitty track, but it doesn't really need to be on this album. And here's all- why. Sorry. This song was kind of a spur of the moment written thing when Oliver Tree, the first time, postponed his album. It was a planned thing, and he's almost mocking fans, singing from their perspective about being let down. And t- take that as you will. He's put out songs that are kind of a, a meant to be taken as a joke before. Doesn't need to be on the album. He put out a single last year called "Fuck," and I love that single. And I would, that I, so I would give, I would give my left foot to have these songs just switched on the album because it, it's not necessary to have like a joke put on when there was an actual ass slapper on standby which apparently is on the dl list and could have been substituted at any moment i i just i i don't understand maybe, let me down is also under two minutes maybe like it's one of the only tracks it's, here so it's bad. a minute and 53 seconds and i was like really maybe it's meant to grab that radio listen that radio listener i'm not saying it's gonna be it's not gonna be playing the, the radio's too good for let me down Okay. I never thought I would say that. That yeah. was that was really mean. You get, lyrics, you get what we mean. Lyrics a lot of times are still repetitive, and it's not as bad as I was expecting it to be. But going still to, going to songs who that have that have come out before, between Miracle Man, Cash Machine, they all 
give a very, very similar vibe. And even though they're different songs, they're very much born of this, of, in the same vein to a point where it's, it's a little too close. And he, he actually did a good job in spacing them on this album. You don't really get a bunch of, Back to back, like okay, that was the same song. Not okay, like a major, not like a major lull in the no, track list. We avoided that train wreck because that was definitely a possibility. I think that out of the new tracks, though, the biggest, uh, the biggest offender of that what Oliver Tree's become a, a stereotype for in repetitiveness is again and again. The song is. It is the title. It is repetitive. It is not cute like some of the other tracks come across. It's the transitions are really, really sloppy as well. The transitions between like sections between bridge, chorus, verse feel all really, really forced as well as where there's this weird part right before the chorus where his voice kind of gets out of synth or sync with these wobbly synths. Um, and the, the chorus is okay. It's not, it's not the best thing he's ever written but really this track just feels awkward on pretty much every account which kind of sucks it is what it is though i guess and i guess just talking about like structure in general he still has problems with structuring his tracks a lot of the times even the tracks that i really like on here i really could have used like a bridge uh, somewhere like another instrumental, um, like like at the end of "Waste My Time," I could have used something else like that, especially on like "Jerk," which is barely two minutes. Like I could just use more material. And there's something to be said for people who can really write shorter tracks, um, because sometimes people have problems with writing out tracks and they don't know when to end it. They 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 go on for too long. Maybe they repeat the choruses a couple two times too long. Maybe there was a bridge. Um, that really didn't need to be there. Like, they just don't know when to stop. And that is a problem. And I really appreciate when people can cut down the fat and really get to the meat of it. But in this case, sometimes there's just so little meat that, it, like, I'm left gnawing at the bone being like, where the fuck did it go? Which kind of fucking sucks. Also, there was a couple of tracks that I kind of mentioned this before that really feel like replicas of other tracks. Cash Machine kind of feels like to this day, and Tyler is going to give me the evil eye for this because I know he kind of likes the track, but like Cash Machine just feels like it's trying to be Hurt 2.0, and to me, Hurt is such a better track in just about every sense of the word better, which kind of sucks. Cash Machine isn't a bad song, but why would you listen to it when there's a better version, basically? Um, same thing kind of with Jokes on You and Bury Me Alive. It's just Bury Me Alive is so much more fucking fun than Jokes on You that when Jokes on You kind of hits, it's a little underwhelming, but it's still a track that I would come back to. That's not that big of a deal to me. As well as just to nitpick I'm Gone, the last track, I feel like the hits could have hit harder. Like, it could have been taken to the mixing room one more time just so it could be more dynamic, uh, so it could pop a little bit more, especially with that chorus and some of those beautiful guitar hits because some of them are, like, fucking... Uh, they're righteous. They could have They could have been even more effective had they been mixed a little better. But that's kind of really minor. I don't know. I don't know if you have anything else to add. I just want to mention right quick while we're in our feelings that uh, the vocal manipulation on Cash Machine is ridiculous. It, it's 
so mind bending and, and just crazy. And I, I couldn't figure out what instrument it was until Ian pointed out to me that it, it is his vocals just really hanging in the background. Up. Yeah. It's so cool. And I, I didn't say that before. And I, I need to get that off my chest. Talking to the guitar players for a second, power chords. Oliver Tree doesn't really stray too far from power chords, very straightforward power chords on every single song. And when I say every single song, I mean every single song, every single song. If you listen in the background of all the songs, maybe, maybe, uh, let me down can be excused. You can, you can have a sit back down. But any, any song that involves a guitar, he's playing power chords and not that that's really a problem because they're soaked in distortion. They're soaked in, in reverb. They sound, they sound great. But they're, in, in the way of instrumentation, there's nothing that dramatically impressive, impressive going on. A lot of this is level one guitar stuff. And it, not that it really gets that old after a while, but it, it stops that warm and fuzzy feeling you get the first time when you're opening up with kind of that strokes line, everything kind of diminishes the, the further you get into it between, you know, I guess the first glimpse of it you get was really cash machine. Um, and then you get some weird chord, you know, some weird chords on, um, Miracle Man. But anytime, anytime that, that grunge comes in, it's just straight basic power chords and that's just another songwriting thing where he kind of sticks to his guns to a fault and that's not always a good thing when he's not really expanding his his range in the way of what he's capable of and i've watched in interviews him say you know i when somebody can play the instrument better you know i invite them in the room they're more than welcome to play because i want this to be the best product that i i can be a part of and i think a lot of the time oliver is a better producer than he is a songwriter instrumentating everything instrumentating yes that's a word now just that's one of those things that kind of holds it back the more that i go into it and and digest it and listen to it the guitars could use some work and not in the way that they sound good, just in the way that they're, they're pretty basic all the Sometimes, time. Sometimes, yeah. All the time. They, they don't, the they time. don't really, they don't really stray in, into any, anything, not even experimental, just anything more complicated than a simple chord progression. Right. So I, I, going forward, I, I would like that. I would like him to just show he's capable of more than that. And I actually watched a video. I I saw this video on TikTok today. It was from five years ago, and it was him playing uh, "Waste My Time" on a classical guitar, literally just power chords and singing. And it, I mean, it was it was super cool. He looks like a baby child. He's probably like eighteen in that video hmm. playing it. So I mean, I I kind of take him by his word that these songs have been in the mix for a while. You know, at least the bones of them have been here for a long time and uh fossilizing at this point because this album has taken way too long to come out not maybe not even necessarily at his fault so we can't blame no, him for that no absolutely not but and you know what i had a problem with alien boy being on the last ep showing up here i'm really not that bothered by it alien boy's a good song i'll give you a pass for that that was one of the best singles that he's put out like it deserved to show up 
on an album. Same thing with all the other singles that have been in rotation and circulation for a while, like Hurt, um, I guess being the other big main uh, single. That's the big boy. That is the big boy. That's the meat. Yeah. That's big chunks. They deserved to show up on an album. I'm not going to say that they're... It's a horrendous fucking cardinal sin because it's not. Honestly, they deserve album presence. I think Oliver has said it best in that it's like an author who writes a novel and their publisher forces them to put out the ending first. That's pretty much what has happened with this entire thing. Everything has been backwards and he's gotten the short end of everything. And... We don't have the contract. We we don't know that that is the case. But I, I kind of take him by his word. He seems emotional enough that I, I will take him by his word that he's been At least most bent over and rightfully served by his label. Atlantic, you can... Suck a fat one. Yeah. And bite a big stogie. I don't know. What is the... Oh, yeah. You could suck on my glizzy. Let's close this out. So, talking in overalls, I'm not in overalls right now, but I (laughs) just... Stop. I can't laugh. At that horrible joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need a, I need a corner of shame to put myself in. It took me like six seconds. <laughs> what he just said. <laughs> that was dumb. I enjoyed this. I really did. I, for all of its faults, for all that Oliver Tree is, his character and everything, even though he's an asshole, like, I enjoyed this album. And it sounds like this is going to be his last one. That's something that we forgot to mention. So... I don't know. Well, I think he'll be around. I think just in other capacities. Maybe. Do you want to touch on your conspiracy theory? Yeah. Can I share my conspiracy? Go ahead. Go ahead. We did really mention because it's not really a thing, but this it's the, not this, really important. The number number two track, 1993, features features Ricky ZR3. Now, little who, Ricky ZR3. Little Ricky ZR3. Now you might ask. Who is little Ricky ZR3? You know, you might Google him. You won't find anything. You might YouTube him. You won't find anything. Apple Music, nothing. He doesn't really exist yet. Being that Atlantic Records owns Oliver Tree, Oliver has said that he will probably go forward with music in the future, but it will not be under the name Oliver Tree because of how everything has been handled and the way he's been treated through this entire process. And really the label owning, controlling, and puppeteering him since he's been 18 years old. He he said in the interview with Fantano that, you know, working in the studio, little Ricky ZR3 had a big influence on him. It's it's been influencing him from years. And he, he put down verses on this track and he didn't really want any features to be on the album. But it wouldn't be fair to Ricky to leave him out of this because he had such a big hand in it. Well, listening to 1993, there are no features. It is all Oliver. Hence my theory. I believe that little Ricky ZR3 is going to be Oliver Tree 2.0. I believe that should he go forward with music, he will be using little Ricky as a new pseudonym to put out music under. And not only do I believe this, but I think it's going to be incredible.
And if this theory is correct, I will make like Adolf Hitler and pop my left nut. Did you do that? What? Did you do that? I don't know what happened. I think I got crushed as like a child. Should have been both of them. Well, what are you what are you thinking on score? What are you thinking on score? Can I hear yours first? Yeah. I'm I'm deliberating. I have a number in my head, but Every time that I listen to it, it fluctuates up or down a few points. Okay. I Do you want to go I'm at the feeling, same time? I think Let's I'm, go at the same time. And then we'll say it again. Okay. Three, two, one. 7.3. What did you say? 7.3. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, <laughs> I just hit the fuck out of my mic. I said Sorry, eight, people. I said 8.3. Well, we're a whole fucking point off. Wow, that's not good. That isn't good. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, Who fucked up? Yeah, wait. Ah! Uh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 Oh well. I mean, I I had a lot of fun with this. I have way I more. Did too. I have way more pros than cons. And All right. I, you know I, what? I'm, here, I'm I'll also, give you this. I'm also coming from the angle that this is this has been probably the most fun album listening this has been like the most fun in music i've had this year between everything and all the shenanigans and for what i was expecting he far exceeded my expectations how about this i'll give you i'll give you a 7.3 to 7.5 on a good day i'd probably give it a 7.5 that makes me feel so much better yeah two point point two point two points thanks we're feeling it thank you sir hell yeah all right there you have it, folks. It is between a 7.5 and an 8.3. No more. Yeah, no we'll less. have to average that sucker out. <laughs> Depends on the day, I guess. But thank you for listening. Thank you all for coming out and listening on this fine. I, it's it's still nighttime for us. It's what yeah. is it now? We uh, we really do appreciate you finding both the nook and cranny of our space on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's 10:54 now, so. We've we're been out going here vibing. Ha- we've been going ham baloney on this bad boy. Yeah, yeah. we're out here vibing. Yeah. I love this. Follow Oliver Tree on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Sound Audits. Follow us on Twitter at Sound Audits. We don't use Facebook. Go to our website, soundaudits.com. We'll have written reviews, episodes, links to all of the things. You can also check us out on YouTube. We've got just keep yourself cool things going on there. Ian, I have big news with the schedule. Hmm. No schedule. <laughs> I'm just uploading when they're ready. Okay. It is doing no favors to hold on to episodes. Is no, my theory. That makes sense. So, All right, we're well, just going with that. For whatever, so for gonna, whenever this album or whenever this episode comes out, you will you will have realized that hey, we're not doing 9 a.m. anymore Fridays. Sorry, I'm, I'm we'll just, go back to it when school starts again. Probably, we're just gonna leave it at new episodes every week. Okay. That's gonna be what's up. There's okay. gonna be an episode every week. Yeah, check out our Instagram because we will keep you updated on that as well. Um, thank you all for listening. We have new episodes every week. If you would like to donate, you can go to the link in the podcast description, wherever Anchor is. I don't know. I think it's also in our Instagram bio. Uh, you can click that link. You can donate us. All we ask is the small, small price of 99 cents for the price of two gumballs. You can support two broke college kids. God, that feels so good to say. Oh, it feels so good to say. I love that tagline. Uh, we're making a brand for ourselves, boys. It's good. Feels good. Feels good in all the right places, dude. All right. 
thank you all for coming out. Hopefully you are still staying, staying safe uh, amidst all of this. Um, it might even be semester by the time this comes out for people. So if you are in the midst of beginning your semester, I really wish you the best of luck. Um, to all you college kids, uh, to all you people who work and have a job, I applaud you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Or woman. Or uh, whatever you identify as. We accept all. We love you all, seriously. Thank you for coming out. We will see you in the next one. Until then, stay safe. Take care. Peace the fuck out, boys.